everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. Today, we are trying out something a little different, so we're uh, going to see how this goes here today. Yeah, remember that thing we kept saying through multiple episodes where we were like, oh, we'll talk about that later. Well, that later is now, sort of. Yes, that's right. It's time to talk about topics. Um, so this series came about, I guess, what, just because we wanted something more to talk about than movies, or...? Uh, well, one, it's because we realized that during certain films, like, we brought it up in the episodes, like, yeah. we could talk about this topic, but it would add another hour to the episode. So we're like, hey, more content. And also, right here is supposed to be the first episode of our Guilty Ground, Guilty Crown, not Guilty Ground, <laughs> uh, Guilty Crown episode, but due to time restraints, we couldn't sit through the chunk of the series we want to so these are also kind of filler episodes in case we uh, can't sit through a series quick enough usually this will take the spot of a tv episode yeah and it was kind of a mix of time constraints and the fact that we're like you know we just got done with another thing you know we don't want to we didn't feel like sitting through a tv show right now i guess because of the holidays and you had college and finals so yeah and also it's christmas time and you're saying that the show gets kind of depressing so let's not do a little that. bit yes yeah it has it has its sad moments so yeah um, let's just not do that instead do a topic wheel yes yeah so we we chose a bunch of different topics and um which consist of things that we feel need talk about or things that we just have that are gripes with the film industry or things about it so yeah it's ought to be interesting you get to bitch and moan for an hour and you're yes. forced to listen because <laughs> i know with like cinema roulette we don't really want to do anything like too negative unless it's a bad movie but this will be interesting to me because we, it could... yeah, we accidentally get a super bad movie accidentally or you people fucking force it on us or flatliners turns out to be as bad as everyone says it is oh god we still have something up. <laughs> i know yeah yeah are we going to try and record a bunch of episodes when you're over here in December? Why the fuck not? Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing something different because, you know, we have to choose a topic. We're spinning the wheel at the beginning of the episode to choose a topic. Yeah, and also, no spoiler warning, obviously, because, well, we're not spoiling anything. And if we do spoil something, we will give fair warning beforehand. Yeah, because this isn't about one specific movie. It could be about multiple movies or things in movies. So, But, either way, let's do something that I've been waiting to do for a while. Yes! Oh yeah, it's been forever, dude. <laughs> it has. And we're gonna spin the wheel! Yeah! I, I mean, not right there. We're gonna, we're gonna do it Oh. Now. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, what did we get? We're going to talk about the horror renaissance going on right now. Ooh, this will be a very interesting one. Yes. Because, okay. What do we mean by... We should probably explain what we mean by fucking horror renaissance, though. Yeah, because... Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, Justin. But <laughs> you should be. I have to edit this episode. <laughs> okay. So horror renaissance, what we're talking about, because, you know, horror films were big in like the 80s to early 90s and stuff like that. But then like the I'd say the late 90s to or like early 2000s, it kind of started to trickle off a little bit. Well, um, no, it was like 
80s it was doing fine late 80s it kind of went downhill then 90s came around scream happened yep. resurgence and then it went back downhill yeah and for the longest time it just kept going it, it just horror movies are basically just a throwaway like <clears throat> there was this long period of time where like they weren't scary or like they didn't really mean anything and it just kind of a painful time for horror fans i i don't even care if they mean something it was just like 90 percent ghost movies that was a big big thing because paranormal activity was big and then everyone realized hey you can make a horror movie for like 20 bucks and then it's fine and there were some good found footage movies that came out around that time but it's like most of them were just throwaway and garbage and I mean, The Conjuring was a decent movie, but that was the only one that really sticks out in my mind, really. Uh, as above, so below. Well, as above, that's so not, below, yeah. I'm not... That's Well, that's demons, and then you can debate if ghosts mm-hmm. are demons, but... Yeah, because that was, what, I think 12 or something, 2012? Yeah, that was still in the, in the bad times. <laughs> yeah. But then, all of a sudden, and kind of just out of the blue, um, like, horror has started becoming really good again for some reason <laughs> probably because well i kind of want to think bloom house they've been doing a lot of horror mm-hmm. and i don't know where it started i want to say get out was a good first step well even even before it wasn't it follows before get out was it? I forget. I'm pretty it, sure it also, was. if you hear a lot of typing in this episode, it's because again, we didn't know the topic yeah. we'd be covering. <laughs> we're kind so of, we have to look something up. I apologize. We're kind of just researching it on the fly. Like we know enough of what we want to say. I also didn't stop recording everyone. It follows uh, was twenty fourteen and um get out was was that the same year? Hold on. No, get out was seventeen. That was just two years ago. Okay, so it follows was a good start. Yeah, I think 14. Get Out is what shied to popularity, though. Yeah. Well, because or shot it, shied it, back. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I would debate like maybe a little bit before Get Out, honestly. <laughs> well, it started getting good again in horror circles. Mm. Like you had It Follows. Oculus is a pretty damn good Oculus, movie. Yeah. Except the ending's debatable. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh. Krampus is a lot of fun. I don't. You haven't seen. I have that not yet. seen it, but it is on the wheel. I'm pretty sure. So, no, it was on the uh, <laughs> the, the holiday yeah. wheel. <laughs> I remember that. Nah, but <laughs> are we just gonna do that once? A we'll debate on what we're doing with that wheel. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> if not, we might trash it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but um... yeah, from like. 15-ish onward to start going back, but yeah, then Get Out put it in popularity, and it's been just doing really well since then. I mean, Evil Dead remake was also actually really good, so. Yeah, that was... Oh, the Babadook was also 2014. Yeah, yeah it started in 2014. Yeah. yeah. And there was a Dead Snow sequel. Hey, we're not talking about that. Uh... I completely forgot there was a sequel to that movie. Oh, there's two. There's what? two sequels. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Even the Purge Anarchy was in 2014. That's a lot better than the first one. Yeah, because they actually decided to show the Purge and have fun with it. I also have heard Creep is a good movie. Mm. But yeah, that... Uh, Go on. Cooties is a... I'm just looking at, like, what what comes up when you look up horror movies on Google, and Cooties. Cooties is on there. I've been mean to watch that film. What is it about? 
Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse, but it's at a daycare, I think it is. Or it's like a preschool and all the children are zombies. So you'd be too scared to watch it. But <laughs> that sounds amazing, actually. It has Elijah Wood in it. Oh, of course. I also want to sit through all the Wreck movies at some point. Are those good? Apparently. But there's four of them. And, like, I think the third one's cover is a woman in a in a wedding gown with a chainsaw so i want to know it's like that one flash like forward and went in archer they never do with like one of them in a wedding dress and pam having a rocket launcher on the back of the car yeah it's like uh oh what we do in the shadows came out in 2014 that's a movie that's getting a shit ton of buzz now Mm. and there's even a tv show out i still need to see that movie it's on uh my list of vampire movies i need to watch Mm. okay okay I'll stop focusing on just 2014 horror movies for a second. But still, that was the big resurgence there. That was when it started to, you know, come back. So That's when people were remembering, oh yeah, we can make good movies. Isn't 14 the same year the first John Wick came out? Uh, I think it is, which would be the action renaissance, but that is a different topic. Yeah, because the two big renaissances from 14 onward were action and horror. And it's just so interesting to me that out of all the genres to make a comeback, it's fucking horror, which I'm happy about. But it's like, I I just, I'm having trouble pinpointing why this became such a thing is the thing. Well, also, uh, just quickly before I explain or explain at least my thought process. Uh 2015 also had The Visit, The Vavitch and Krampus. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Which I would say the Vavitch or the Witch. Yeah. If I want to stop it's being a dick about it. with a V, the Vavitch. <laughs> that one started because there's two types of horror at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's standard horror, which works like any horror movie you've seen. Uh, stuff like Happy Death Day, yep. Us, Get Out. That sort of has a normal horror feel to it. The... The witch started like this indie, this art house indie feel to horror films, which is so interesting. It's actually really cool because they can get a lot more um, trippy with it. Yeah, that's where we get stuff like Hereditary, Midsummer, and yep. it it's this really slow burn but really good feel. Yeah, it's a slow burn, and then once they actually get to the horror stuff, it just it makes the build-up and the payoff so much more better. <laughs> and actually, in in Hereditary and the Vavitch, I have to say it like that every that, time. Because that's me how and my I bro- say it. That's not going to bug me. Don't worry. <laughs> me and my brother jokingly say it that way to yeah, each other. The Vavitch. <laughs> but those movies do gore really well because it's not constant. Mm-hmm. But when it comes, it's really brutal and really shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I want to mention a scene from Hereditary, but you haven't seen it, and I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give Hereditary this. That movie scared the shit out of me. Really? <laughs> I don't know how to really feel about the ending. That's where it kind of loses me. Mm. But oh, I want to describe a moment. Yeah, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm debating because without getting in specifics, it's one of those moments where you're like looking at a character 
But then as your eye scans around the room, you see something else, and it's like, oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, it's so weird. I need to focus. You're good. Because I can go off on all these tangents, and I'm trying my best not to. But, yeah, there's this indie horror side, and I'm absolutely loving it, because it allows for the weirdness. Yes. I was going back, Pell, because you brought you asked why this is happening. Yeah. And I think the reason is because, well, besides the occasional, like, John Wick or Baby Driver for action, that's fallen pretty stale. Not now, no. Not now. Well, I mean, with a lot of mainstream action. Like, we usually can find the really good shit. Yes. <laughs> Well, John I, Wick is pretty mainstream. Kingsman's mainstream. Um, yeah. Uh, Kingsman 2 I would debate on. <laughs> I still really enjoyed it. <laughs> not that if it's mainstream or not, if it was good. Yeah, it, uh, it, 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 that's another topic for another day. But it, it That's when we cover Kingsman at some point. I'm, I thought it was fine. It was not good, as good as the first, but it was fine. <laughs> uh, but action... Besides the occasional darling every, like, three months, I want to say. Mm -hmm. That's fallen stale with just being kind of superhero movies. <laughs> well. Drama, drama decides not to really come around till Oscar season. Mm -hmm. and, and American comedies are the biggest joke because none of them are funny. <laughs> there hasn't been many good American comedies in, like, years. I think I heard Booksmart was good. I think it's called Booksmart. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said that was good. Uh, eighth Grade, that's a really good movie, but not... I mean, it's a good comedy, but that's not the reason it's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, American action comedies have been around, and those have been pretty good. But Yeah, but no straightforward comedies yeah. are that enjoyable, honestly. Because there was... Um, what year did um, uh, The Nice Guys come out? Uh, the Nice Guys... I want to say that's 2017 or 2016, mm -hmm. I'll check i think it was 16 oh uh, look uh the nice guys 2016 yep yeah there was the nice guys there was uh the bodyguard was another you said was another fairly good action comedy the what bodyguard i haven't seen a movie called the bodyguard in per the one with samuel L. jackson and ryan gosling the hitman's bodyguard. The hitman's bodyguard sorry the bodyguard is a movie and i know it exists i haven't oh, okay. seen it that's why i was confused yeah and then there was also hobbs and shaw looks pretty good but yeah action comedies are fine but comedies just in general just uh. are <laughs> lacking to say the least very lacking. and that's oh i'm surprised we didn't put comedies on the wheel yeah but i think just because we uh, get too depressed honestly yeah that would just be us bitching and not in a fun way no i don't think that'd be interesting that's probably why we decided no <laughs> and i have a feeling it would just turn to preaching to the choir like people who agree with us would be like okay yeah of course that's how bad comedies are and then there would be the people who do enjoy those comedies mm -hmm. that they've been fuck you but anyway back on topic um <laughs> which oh, it's also okay if you enjoy those movies yes. we don't it's just how <laughs> it works but back on topic the horror renaissance has been well, the reason I'm saying it's like all other genres feel kind of stale, mm -hmm. but horror, since no one takes it fucking seriously, at least critics don't, and studios, I'm pretty sure, don't give a shit. Probably. I, it's I, just allowed. 
it's allowed to do what it wants and it can just be creepy or weird or it can be very serious and grounded. You know what? That is very true. And I didn't even think about that is that, you know, they probably are way more lax on what you can do with a horror movie because they're probably just like, Oh, it's a horror movie. We don't need to think about it as much. Like say if it was like, say an like a big mainstream action movie, like fast and the furious or like, a Marvel movie, let's say like the studio would probably be breathing down their neck saying, okay, you have to do this. No, we don't like this, 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 this horror is probably just, they still probably think it's just a throwaway genre. Like, Oh, whatever. Is Justin allowed to talk slightly about budgets. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to try not to go deep on this. Cause it's also on the wheel, yeah. but uh, like to prove the point, the budget for get out was only 4.5 million. Mm-hmm. The visit was five million, and us was uh, twenty million. Yeah. Like, if you're just wandering for scale, there, there, most Marvel movies are about a hundred million or more. I'd say at least two hundred million, honestly. No, they they usually range around a hundred million to two hundred million, and then there's stuff like Avengers Endgame that hits nearly four million, four hundred million. God, what a fucking waste of money. <laughs> Other topic. I know. Uh, what was It Follows budget? Out of curiosity. Again, we're sorry for the long pauses. We, again, didn't have time to research I can... this. Only two million That's for It Follows. It? That's it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was it. Just two million bucks. Holy shit. And that turned out to be one of the most effective more horror movies I had seen in years. Oh my god. Uh... Which... Sorry, now I'm curious. Yeah. Four million for the Vavitch. Yeah, so super low budget, pretty indie, yeah. Yeah, less than 10 million, so if you get, like, even a small amount of views, it, you make your money back. I guess that's another point, and another reason they don't have as much, like, you know control over it is just because the risk is not as great as it would be with a bigger movie i guess yeah it's almost like if we just lowered movie budgets we can get more creativity i'm sorry it's <laughs> it's right there we had to bring that point up but uh, yeah horror in go on sorry would you have anything else to say no i was just sighing and that's why it's on the topic wheel but yeah horror in general it just it's made this big comeback and it's kind of great honestly <laughs> Yeah, because you get stuff like the Vavitch, which, okay, um, just talking a bit about the Vavitch, this is not spoiling anything, mm. but I had a screening of it at my college, and the director was even there. And boy, I hate one of the teachers who talked after the movie was done. I didn't know if you were going to bring that up. Oh, I'm totally bringing this up <laughs> because I want to talk about uh, oh, hey, the that's, points. That's a school you don't go to anymore, yeah? No, this is uh, the one I'm currently going okay, to. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but he taught, like, first off, without getting to what happens in the movie, he talks about how it's a pro-feminist film, which it is. But he started going fucking nutters on symbolism. What was the phrase he kept saying? Uh, like, is she... Uh, showing rebellion to the patriarchy. The patriarchy, that's it. Just talking about the patriarchy. Okay, this is in the opening of the film, so I'm not... Yeah. I don't feel bad spoiling it. But if you do, hey, uh, just, like, jump ahead ten seconds. Is that... Yeah. 
um, and give some time. To there around. is that the one where they masturbate with the broom. Yeah, you see the the signature witch in the dark masturbating with the broom. And he says like, "Oh, it's a fat, it's a phallic object," and she's showing dominance over it to crush the patriarch. Oh it's like God. okay. If I was that poor director looking at him, I'd, I'd probably just be like, what the fuck are you on about? I sadly couldn't stay for the Q&A, otherwise I would have raised my head and be like, okay, how close was he to your vision? <laughs> like, just completely call out the teacher. Yeah. I'm sorry, that takes some balls to say all this, like, this is how it is. And in front of the fucking director, that takes some fucking... Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, um... The audacity. Uh, who did uh, Fahrenheit for... Or... The author for Fahrenheit yeah. 51? Oh, f- fuck. I know who you're talking about. Because um, he went to a college uh, speech about his book, and he tried to point out that it wasn't about censorship, and the teacher told him he was wrong. What a fucking idiot. Ray Bradbury. Thank you. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, that's a talk of death of the author, which is not horror. But what I was getting at is, horror movies are also... Because Paranormal Activity had fucking nothing. It, it wasn't talking about anything. It was just there to scare, which it was fine at. I don't hate the first one. I don't hate the first one. That's the only one I watched, too. Yeah. So I just don't think it got way worse. The first one's fine. And the first one literally was a no-budget film. The dude filmed it in his house. Yeah, the acting was off at times, but that ending was creepy enough. It was. It was really well done. <laughs> but, like, before those horror movies didn't have much of a point and there are still some that are you know just there to scare or be thrilling like uh happy death day mm-hmm. that's very much an entertaining movie yeah uh but then there's stuff like get out where it's clearly symbolism or us where i've heard many interpretations of it and it's actually kind of interesting yeah because us is a horror movie that's very ambiguous about it <laughs> uh midsummer is a uh, pretty obvious symbolism when you hear the director went through a really bad breakup. <laughs> I guess you said that was why it was the lesser movie was just because you could, there was all the good horror stuff and that was mixed in with that. <laughs> well, no, because um, that movie wanted to be a slasher, but then he clearly changed gears after the breakup, but kind of tried to mix both movies in one script yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> Hereditary is about grief. Um, pe- we mentioned this in our Babadook review that uh, some people read it as a tale about schizophrenia. Yep. And other, and usually it's read as uh, depression, if I remember correctly. There's a lot of talk of depression. I don't know why. The mental health is great at the moment. And the world in general. Everything <laughs> is fine. Well, that and horror is a very easy topic to talk about depression because you're supposed to be scared and vulnerable so you're not scared and vulnerable when you're depressed it's a joke ladies and gentlemen please don't kill me but yeah that's another thing is i think they realized hey we can actually talk about symbolism because there was kind of that a little bit in the 80s wasn't there well there it depends on the horror movie yes because slashers were huge then so and you could debate what slashers... Some people do read into slashers, some don't. It depends on who you are. Yeah. Uh, there was also some stuff in the early 2000s, like... Um, oh, what am I thinking? The Strangers. Mm-hmm. That was a talk on kind of uh, how 
how we view uh, violence now after 9-11. Oh, that sounds interesting. Because uh, the, the killers, when... Fi- uh, I, I guess this is a slight spoiler for the strangers. Jump ahead 10 seconds. And, uh, the victims ask the killers, like, why they're doing this. It was... All they say is, because you were home. Mm. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's creepy. Also, I still need to watch the sequel of that because it's good throwback to 80s horror, apparently, and that's great. Awesome. I, I think that's also another reason horror's coming back is because the 80s is cool as fuck. Yeah, action movies realized, hey, uh, you know, 80s were great for action movies, but why were they great? Wait a minute, they actually had color and they didn't have all the shaky cam and they realized, wait a minute, we can, you know, have action scenes that are shot decently <laughs> what if we made 80s action movies but without the uh the light tones of sexism yeah because <laughs> there was a lot of that <laughs> yeah like i watched a film called fx recently and it had that moment where like he's gonna go the main hero's gonna deal with the bad guy and he has this chick who's been helping him the entire time but she just gets kind of kicked out of the car and he goes to do it on his own of course <laughs> uh that movie's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, horror, but, I think, kind of did the same thing, where it's like, wait a minute, we can actually be suspenseful and not just be, you know, have gore and it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what if we just didn't suck? Pretty much. <laughs> I was trying to kind of, like, think in my head, like, why are they so effective nowadays? Like, like you said, it's just a lot of indie stuff. They can get a lot more trippy, but... It's just they can they can say more, I guess, and they can actually have good atmosphere. They can actually, you know, be suspenseful it, and not just like oh, jump scare, because that's what a lot of horror movies were back then, like in the mid two thousands, were just jump scare fests. Yeah, it was just jump scare slashers or ghost movies. Yeah, because jump scares aren't scary. I mean, they can when used well, they can be effective. But if you make an entire movie where jump scares are what it is, that's not scary. That's being shocked for a few seconds and then. The only, like, enjoyable horror series was debatably Saw in that time yeah. period. <laughs> and even those went real, pretty downhill after the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What did he direct? Who? Oh, it, uh, the guy who... Oh. I will believe that because it's a spoiler, I just realized. <laughs> shit. I I know who you're, yeah I know what you're talking. But yeah, he about. made the film Upgrade, and that Upgrade. film is fantastic. Yeah, I've been so meaning to watch that, but and it's made on like four million dollars, and it has some of the best sci-fi effects I've seen in a while. And ah, low budget sci-fi nowadays is really good too, because there was that was low budget. Um, Ex Machina was super low budget and had great effects. This kind of falls into uh, what Twilight Zone did when it first came out because. Okay, what's his last name? The career of Twilight Zone. God damn it. I should know this. Rod Sterling. Sterling? Yeah, Rod Sterling. Okay. Rod Sterling, because he advertised it as just a sci-fi show for fun, because no one takes sci-fi seriously. Yeah. And if you think Twilight Zone is just for fun, you clearly can't read deeper than surface level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Rod Serling. I'm sorry, it was S. Serling. Serling. I knew I was going to say Sterling. I yeah. wanted to make sure, and you still fucked me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was Sterling too, but yeah, Serling is what it was. Serling. Rod Serling. But yeah, that's why he made Twilight Zone, and I think that's what's happened with horror too. Is just okay. Here's low budget. Just make it scary. Yeah. Okay, I'll make. Or how uh, Cowboy Bebop was originally made on. We just want to show that sells toys, but you could do whatever. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> yep. All right. And then he made a very adult and one of the best anime of all yeah. time. And he literally made one of the greatest animes ever made. <laughs> um, I was going to say something, but I forget it now. Damn it. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Um. Uh, another place horror has definitely grown and it was growing in the years when horror sucked mm-hmm. and that's on youtube yeah yeah absolutely like super we're talking like micro budget to no budget yeah micro to no budget yep um still the scariest thing i've seen to date is uh Nightmind's coverage of every man hybrid that show scares the shit out of me every man hybrid is fucking insanely scary and i haven't even gotten to the bad part and it's still still every time i just think about it scares the fuck out of me and you might look it up right now because you haven't heard of it yeah it's a, it's a slender man web series how bad can it be i don't know how <laughs> these dudes did it it's some of the most impressive planning, uh, like setup and payoff. Yeah. For a series done with nothing, clear, like little to no budget at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also oh, Wham City Comedy. They do the great uh, horror shorts that are on Adult Swim. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen um, unedited footage of a bear or this house has people in it, look those up. They're a lot of fun. Have you ever heard of Crypt TV? Uh, yes, Dead Meat works with them. Yeah, they have some great horror shorts. I've watched quite a bit of their stuff. Don't they have like full-on web series as well? Yes. Yeah, because there's a monster they have called The Look-See, and there's one called The Birch, which I think is being made into a horror movie full-length now, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's also the world of podcasting stuff like Welcome to Night Vale is that is oh I love it so much. Yeah, I fucking love I could show. I could talk for hours <laughs> on Welcome to Night Vale with their books and the shows and just uh. Yeah. Sorry, gushing a bit. Uh, what else about? There's a new one and I want to fucking mention it because season two starts in January. So you can talk and I'm going to look it up. Well, shit, I don't have much to talk about at the moment. You bitch. Uh, but yeah, web series have been a great place to uh, expand horror, I guess. Um, because on YouTube, you have creative, basically creative creativity to, wow, thanks, Brain. You have creativity to do whatever the fuck you want. Um, as long as the algorithm doesn't want to fuck yes. you. Yes, yeah. With their new algorithm, I think it might be a little trickier, but yeah. (laughs) Like, you can have, like, cool effects and monsters and shit, but yeah, there's just something about low budget that is 
gets under your skin. And I think that's another reason that found footage was so successful is just because you can do so much with so little. You don't need like all these huge giant effects and stuff. Like sometimes what you don't see and what's left to your imagination is just as scary as what you could show. So, uh, also the podcast is called Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic Mystery. Ooh, yes. Is it one flowing narrative or is it a different thing each week? It's one flowing narrative. Okay. They just wrapped season one. Have you listened to all of season one? Yes. Oh, nice. They haven't really gone into creepy stuff yet, but it's been saying up and it's good. Mm. Um, I was going to trail off of you, but I forget where you were. I uh, talk about low budget and found footage and why it can be effective. Yeah, low... That is also probably the other reason it's scary is not... Because you can sometimes tell when a movie is low budget, mm -hmm. which makes it feel a lot more raw and real when they do something impressive. Yeah, it, it, I think it's just so effective just because it, it you know, it, like, it, it blurs the line, and especially Everman Hybrid, blurs the line so well between reality and fiction that it starts to feel real. Like, it feels like something that could actually be done. And because it's just so low budget, I think that's why it's so effective. There's also uh, the web series Daisy Brown. Yes, Daisy uh, Brown, yep. Because she has, it's about this girl named daisy raising a monster named alan alan is clearly a puppet made of paper mache <laughs> yep but it still works yeah and as you see alan grow it like it's clearly a dude covered in bed sheets or whatever with other uh paper mache limbs but the way they since you know there's like no bar they're not they're not exactly getting paid to act. They just have their passion to put into it. Mm -hmm. It feels so real and genuine. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is the... Mo uh, no, that's a spoiler for a series. I highly recommend Daisy Brown. It's a short web series. It's over now. So you can go ahead and look into that. <laughs> Are you still there? I'm still here. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's even horror Twitters. Oh, yeah, there are, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, The Sun is Gone. I don't know if that's still going, but it's a guy who is... Who just... One day, the sun disappeared. <laughs> the entire world is dark. He has no idea where anyone is, and he's trying his best to go find his friend and family. Yeah. There's, just... a, there's another really indie one on YouTube called Local 58. Have you heard of that one? Called what? Say that again? Local 58. I haven't heard of that one, actually. Where it's kind of the opposite situation where, like, the moon is actually its own thinking entity. Oh, you're cutting out super hard. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? Okay, hold on. Technical difficulties. But yeah, there's one called uh, Local 58. And it's kind mm -hmm. of the opposite where, like, the moon is, like, the main bad guy and it's, like, its own kind of, like, weird entity. It's actually really creepy and will really well done because it looks like one of those things, you know, where it's, like, late at night. It's recorded off of, like, a local station. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's really creepy and effective. And it's not that long either. There's only, like, let me see. There's, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's, like, nine videos as of right now. 
So nice. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're one I guess that's just starting out. That's actually really really cool. So, but yeah, local series like 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 just in mini micro budget series like that can be also very well done. So, blows my mind, man. Uh, I would highly suggest looking into Nightmine because he will send you in the right fucking direction on shows and stuff to pay attention to. <sighs> Nightmine's great. He has one of the coolest fucking voices ever. <laughs> I'm so jealous of his boyfriend. <laughs> Why? What, what happened? Because he gets oh, to listen yeah, to that yeah, voice yeah. all oh, the time. Stop. I can only get so erect. Uh. <laughs> jealous. Goddamn. No kidding. Same. <laughs> Uh, there a while ago there was uh, oh I'm drawing a blank. <sighs> Don't hug me, I'm scared. Yes, that's the series I'm thinking. That one was uh, I think a budget of like five thousand bucks or something. <laughs> Holy shit! I I think they made a bit more on pa- on not Patreon. Uh, what's the Kickstart? Kickstart. Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh. Even horror in video games has gone through a renaissance after fucking... Uh, I want to say Resident Evil 7. Maybe a little bit before then, because there was still a lot of really good indie horror, honestly. There was... Oh, well, there was, like, Amnesia, but then everyone tried to kind of cop... Like, that was a good first step, then people tried to copy it, yeah. and it worked... Because, I mean, there was still some... There was still... Yeah, like I said, it wasn't, like, movies where, like, 95% of it was shit. It was still some really good indie horror stuff, but, like, mainstream horror, I guess we should say, in video games, took off after Resi 7. <laughs> yeah, like, because after Resident Evil 6, there was a lot of stuff trying to do that. Like, the first Evil Within, I still think it it's a bit too action. The story is... Point. it's pointless the story's a mess let's be honest <laughs> yeah i think uh who it, it might have been matt mcmuscles or uh his friend liam who said you can put evil within in any order and it will make as much sense yeah like you could still like have... as long as you have the beginning and the end at you know beginning and end everything else can be wherever yeah um like first evil Within, i still thought it was fine in parts yeah. but yeah hello 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 Seriously? Seriously? And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Good God. That was my internet. It was the problem. It did the thing where it's like, oh, like you don't have internet even though you do. And I had to right click and hit troubleshoot issues. So let's try this again. That's probably why. Do you know what? That's probably why it was fucking up so bad earlier because it needed to restart. All right. Nice. Okay. We are back. Where was I? We were talking about. Oh, don't, don't paying the first evil with it. Yeah, we're talking about Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, I think. No, I I started talking on video games. Did you catch any of that, or did you crash? No, I caught all of that, don't worry. Um, I I think I was trying to reiterate something, or not reiterate, I was saying something else. Um, I said the first Evil Within I thought was fine, but it had issues. It's just story-wise you could put in any order. Yeah. The same game. But then Resident Evil 7 happened, and it's fucking great. If you haven't played it, it's spooky and awesome. Did Evil Within 2 come out after that? Yes, yeah. I think. Which is so interesting. Evil Within, Evil Within 2 is 20 million times better than the first. Evil Within 2 is a fantastic game. And I don't think it got the recognition it deserved because of the first one. Because of how the first one was. Yeah, because the first one wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And it was just so interesting to me, boggles my mind, because it was made by the guy who did Resident Evil. I was like, how do you mess that up? Because he was rushed. Was he for the first one? Yeah, they wanted it out like in like a year or so. Really? That's why uh, the lair boxing wasn't able to be disabled till like a year later it after was... it came out. It was a long time, and my god, the game looks so much better without the letterboxing. That's because visuals, I uh, your the way your eye reads vis- visuals. Well, yeah, but because uh, a, a quick art tip: if you cut someone off right at the waist, it it looks wrong to your brain because there's supposed to be legs there. <laughs> Yeah, like if it's a closer up shot in a movie, that's fine. But if it, you're constantly just seeing the person above the waist, it's weird. Well, no, if it's a close up in a movie, you have to go and cut off at the belly or slightly before the waist. Otherwise, it looks wrong. Yeah. A lot of the time. Correct. And the letterbox, since the camera was so close and evil within, constantly did that. Yep, which is why it looked so shit. Because it, it literally, and it wasn't even letterboxing in the tradition, like, it wasn't in the traditional sense where, like, you do have more room on the sides. No, it's literally they slapped a bar on top and bottom. Yep. Because <laughs> the reason that some movies are like that is because you have more space on the sides to have a more sweeping scene. But no, literally, it's the lazy version. They just, here's a bar, here's a bar, done. It cinematic. cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also Last of Us, which had an interesting take on zombies. Yep. Last, well, that was before any of that. I think that was 2012 or 10 or something. I think that was 14. 14. It was, it was 13 right, or 14. It was one, right two. before the PS4 came out. Yeah. Oh, and then they had the remastered edition. A year two. later. The only thing they did is bump it up to 60 FPS. That's no, it. it's not 60. It's 45. Oh, sorry. 45. But <laughs> it literally is one of the most gorgeous games that ever came out on the PS3. It did not need a remaster, but I digress. <laughs> Or they could have waited, mm-hmm. but need that money. Uh, but yeah, horror games definitely has made a comeback, and that's really cool. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, even the Cthulhu game I heard was okay. Yeah, the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a horror has just been having this happy little resurgence, and I'm not sure how many people outside of horror are paying attention, except to Jordan Peele movies. Yeah, well, and for the wrong reasons, too, I'm sure, in a lot of cases. (laughs) I mean, Happy Death Day did well enough to get a sequel. I'm not sure how good the sequel is. I have not heard. I heard the first one's pretty good, though. The first It was uh, praised and enjoyed, and then people didn't really like the second one. The second one I I heard is really bad, but it's enjoyable because of how bad it is is what i heard it gets well, it's like, also near like three hours yeah, so it gets like i heard it gets psycho bonkers crazy at the end like which is oh, wait it, a minute we've been covering a horror show that kind of came about during this renaissance of hannibal yep where it also has that whole art house feel to it yes it's just great um yeah i think is there anything else we have to say on it or uh, with Art House, I was going to say, even Chucky started doing that. Not the one with Mark Hamill, the actual Chucky series. Yeah, the the most recent one that came out was actually really good. <laughs> uh, Cult of Chucky yes. and, oh, there's one before that. Yeah. Curse of Chucky. I heard those were surprisingly good for like movies that weren't released in theaters. Well, here's the thing. The director worked on Hannibal 
Ah. So, yeah. The, uh, the Cult of Chucky, that one has a great, like, fantastic cinematography and also a pretty awesome story. Really? Did you know Chucky is the longest going horror series? Really? Chucky is? Yeah, well, continuous, because mm. uh, since the Mark Hamill one isn't technically a reboot, yeah. That's its own separate thing, and that has to do with studio licensing, in case you don't know. And it's a really complicated mess, and just try not to worry about it. Yeah. But basically, the original creator of Chucky, he's been going since uh, the 80s. Yeah. And it's been the same story. Like, Seed of Chucky is still canon. <laughs> wow. And it's been going, I think, over 30 years. 1988 yeah, like, was almost 40 years at this point. Yeah, 1988 is when the first Child's Play came out. Yeah, it's the longest ongoing horror series. Because, I mean, Saw had to... Saw was really long going, but... But, well, I think this is long going year-wise, yeah. not movie-wise. Yeah, that makes sense. Hellraiser might beat it in how many movies there are. I, I forget how many Hellraisers. I think there's like eight hellraisers yeah there were a bunch that were straight to dvd i always forget that it's that many <laughs> on uh do you want me to look up how many hellraisers there are yeah we may as well <laughs> how many hellraisers 10 10 Jesus. there are 10 hellraiser movies no <laughs> no audience i hear you <laughs> no <laughs> Nope, sorry guys. We'll talk about the first two. Yeah. That's what you get. The first two actually, Arrow Video recently came out with a big remaster of them. So. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. Arrow are such nice guys. Um. Also, uh, for uh, foreign horror movie recommendation, and this one might come up uh sooner for reasons. It's called One Cove the Dead. Go watch it. Don't look up into it. Just get it. Uh huh. You can import it from brand. It works on American Blu-ray players. Just go. Yep. Watch it. It was made with $25,000. It's great. Hell yeah. But we might cover that. We probably will. I, it will we're be... going to. I'm probably. I would say so. <laughs> I will force Cameron to watch yes. it. Which I will happily do. I'm hoping I get the Blu-ray for Christmas. Yeah, always Otherwise. That'll be a problem. Is it on your list? Yes. Nice. Uh, anywho. Um, yeah, I think that's the first topic, Wheel. Yeah. Honestly, it was all right. I know we got off topic a lot, but I've, we could have done a bit better. But there wasn't really too much to go into. It was just, horror's making a comeback. Here's why. It's great. <laughs> well, I think the tangents are just kind of what happens with the topic, Wheel. But we stay as focused as we need to. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, and also, let me quickly say, I'm so happy horror remakes have seemingly died. Like, there oh, was the yeah. Chucky one, but uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, I think, is caught in hell at the moment. Ironic. Um... Friday the 13th, they canceled. Yep. Um, I don't know anything else that was threatening to be remade. Because, I mean, Halloween was already remade, too. That was another remake, which I heard was decent, actually. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It, technically, that's like a re boot slash sequel it's weird because yeah laurie um what's her name laurie person who plays laurie strode is still in it 
Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. With the new with twenty eighteen Halloween, Halloween two is no longer canned, so it's just Halloween one to Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's a timeline where it's Halloween one, two, four, and five, I th- four to six. Four to I yeah, think. but Halloween two was the end of the series. That was a perfect ending to it, but nope. <laughs> And then Halloween 3 happened, and people would debate that that's a bad one, but I think it's good, and I have the cool metal case. I enjoyed it. I, I actually did enjoy Halloween 3, yeah, because they were originally going to do an, a more anthology horror after they killed off um, Mike Myers, but people were like, no, it doesn't have Mike Myers in it. Bad. Boo, you murdered a child. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, that uh, was that, and we don't spin at the end here. We'll spin at the beginning of the next topic, so... Yeah, when, whenever that is. Sometime um, <laughs> I think next is the final episode of The Wheel. Let me double check. The first wheel. Should be. Uh, raw footage. There you are. Genesis 2 Fight Club, 43. Yep, it'll... Well, it'll be World's End. Yeah. World's End, and then the... Ah, re- oh, fuck no list. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the recap and the fuck no list. Yep. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, well, for see- watching, listening. Um, <laughs> we'll see you all next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to see us again, but we're in the most present timeline of us talking to you. In this timeline. <laughs> it's weird. Don't think about it. All right, everyone. See ya. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to follow our hosts, Justin is at JKPancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at CameronPicksInc on Twitter. You can watch the video version of the podcast. Sometimes you actually get to see our host faces at CamCam on YouTube, or just look up Cinema Roulette Podcast. Thank you so much to Teller's Place for their artwork that we use mainly in the YouTube version and you can kind of see on the podcast version. If you enjoyed the show, please consider either subscribing to it or rating us on whatever podcast app you use. That would be cool of you.